folks. Welcome to the East Texas News Roundup. I'm Valerie Verdell, News Director for Polk County Publishing Company. I'm here with my buddies, Chris Edwards from hey the there. Tyler County Booster and Jason Klompik from the Houston from Trinity, the Trinity County <laughs> News Standard. Man, I am just snake. But it's been an exciting week all throughout the kingdom here. And since we're going to start with the ancient newspaper rule of if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds. What the heck, Chris? <laughs> well, Valerie, let me start off by saying it's good to be back here in the southwestern quadrant, but leading off with something that happened in the eastern quadrant of our area of coverage, and yes, it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> in Sperger on Sunday afternoon, Tyler County Sheriff's deputies responded to a call, well, right near Sperger, not in Sperger proper, but in the Sperger so area. So suburban Sperger. Suburban, the, the Sperger suburbs. And there was a report of gunshots. And when they arrived there, there was a man who was lying on the ground, obviously deceased. He was later identified as 47-year-old Jeremy Smith, a Sperger resident. And through some eyewitness accounts, they were able to finger Wilmer Taylor, an 83-year-old man also of Sperger. As, what? Yes. 83 as the alleged killer. And Mr. Taylor is in Tyler County Jail right now at the charge of murder. And although his bond information was not available at press time, I'm sure he's got the standard Tyler County murder bond of a million dollars. One million dollars. That's right. Anyways, uh, according to some of the eyewitnesses who were near the scene when this happened, they told the investigators that there had been an ongoing property dispute between the two men. We will have more information about that as it unfolds. Stay tuned to the Tyler County Booster Facebook page and by our newspaper, and we will have updates on this case. Yeah, because there's only like 11 other ways to resolve property disputes. Like, yeah, hire a surveyor, yeah, surveyor yeah, you know, yeah. and that's where I would have gone with it. Also, in news from that area, in the courts there, since we we took a break last week, we had a fairly high-profile trial that we covered. Christopher Tubb, a Woodville resident, was sentenced to 17 years in prison. It was on a simple meth possession charge, but what makes this remarkable <laughs> is our district attorney, Lucas Babin, said that the 17-year sentence that the jury handed down sent a strong message that there was no tolerance for meth in Tyler County, which has been a problem there for quite some time, and as it is just about everywhere else. But Tubb had had several priors, and according to some expert testimony at the trial, the amount of meth that they caught him with in November during an arrest in Woodville was enough to get anywhere from 7 to 28 people high. Wow. Yes. That's lots of meth. So, go spider. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Lucas's alter ego at School school of Rock. Nice. (laughs) Oh, and one more thing. Um, This was a little late breaking news. This happened yesterday afternoon, it's a Tuesday afternoon, and it was after we'd already gone to press. But there was a fatal wreck that happened a little bit west of Woodville out near the airport on Highway 190, and it was a 50-year-old Woodville woman named Tammy Carter died in this wreck. And according to the DPS report, what happened was somehow she, for reason unknown, the report said, skidded off into the eastbound lane and struck a Chevrolet that was driven by a man named Jeffrey Watson, a 50-year-old man of Spring. And Mr. Watson survived but was airlifted to St. E's. That happened just right up the road from our office in Woodville. And, wow. And we had every single first responder. And it seemed like in a multi-county area, it was just blazing up 190. Yeah. And, and when I got there, it 
was already, you know, traffic shut off both lanes, and it was a pretty bad scene. Wow. Well, speaking of car crashes, Jason, you had a mill of a hiss right outside Trinity County, didn't you? Yes. Flying diapers on I-45 <laughs> in Crabs Prairie, just outside of Huntsville. And that's crab with a B, right? Not Two Bs. Two Bs. Crabs, plural. Not Crabs Prairie. Right, no. Crabs. <laughs> Yes, C-R-A-B-B-S. I guess that's the British way to spell it. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll just say it because they, like, you know, they add extra vowels yeah. or consonants into their words. Yeah, they like to use as many letters as possible. Yeah. Yes, and on the note of if it bleeds, it leads, Trinity, particularly the Trinity Memorial Hospital Board, which covers the southern part of the county mm-hmm. and especially the city of Trinity, they're trying to help those who are bleeding mm-hmm. by reinstating the emergency room that closed down on August 1st of 2017. Yeah, because what what happens now if at the Trinity office of the New Standard, and that's where I decide to have the big one, does EMS have to take me all the way to Huntsville? Yes, they have Yikes. to take you all the way to Huntsville, um, 20 to 25 miles. That's a lot of CPR. Mm-hmm. A lot of CPR, lots of intravenous fluids or drugs, and mm-hmm. uh, lots of prayer that you make it to Huntsville. That's right. Because right. they'll fly if they can. Yeah. You're pretty much only going to have, yeah. And fittingly, there's a helipad at the Trinity Memorial Hospital. Right. But that's you still got to wait on the helicopter to get there from Huntsville or Crockett. There's Absolutely. A, there is one stationed in Crockett. But yes. anyway, so anything else making waves in beautiful Trinity County? Well, on the topic of the hospital board, that's right now a hot button issue because there's a couple of citizens who are going around town with petitions who don't want the emergency room back because it would mean a hospital tax increase. Right. The current hospital tax rate is 13 cents per $100 evaluation on your Mm -hmm. home. So if you have a $100,000 home, right now you're paying $130 a year for hospital taxes. Mm -hmm. Well, the rate that the hospital board is predicting in order to bring back the emergency room is 40 cents per $100 evaluation, which means $100,000 home you would pay $400 a year in hospital taxes, which rounds off to $33 a month. Yeah. And so there is that, there's kind of a couple of issues. Yes, it costs money, but if you're going to pay $200 more a year on your $100,000 house and give Uncle Lester a better chance of seeing Christmas, it's hard to make that nickels and dimes choice. The other thing is, and we'll repost a story that I did maybe a year ago about what happens to the community as a whole when your hospital closes down, because economically it's devastating. You turn off a bunch of perspective employers because if they're going to have to drive 40 miles to get a few stitches on your kid or or you need immediate, urgent, life-saving care and you've got to go that far, it's a deterrent. So there's there's, uh, some huge community cost to not having a local hospital. Yes. um, And my offices, yes, that's plural for offices. We have a Groveton office and Trinity office now have new hours. Yeah. Tell us, when can we find you? On Mondays and Wednesdays from 8 to noon, I am in Trinity. In beautiful downtown Trinity at our office that's formerly known as the Trinity County News Standard Trinity Office. Yes. And Marlena Stubblefield, my office manager, manages the Trinity Office on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. And what if I race in across the street from First Baptist Church in Groveton for your Groveton office? Marlena will be there Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm -hmm. The Groveton office is closed Tuesdays and Thursdays, and the Trinity office is closed on Fridays. Okay. 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all day in Groveton. Monday and Wednesday in the morning in Trinity. And Tuesday, Thursday, all day in Trinity. So if I want to give you my grandchild's birth announcement, the easiest way for me to get it to you is to email it or snap a picture with my phone and post it to Facebook or any of those ways. And then you don't even have to mess with coming to the office. We love to see you, but it's not the only way to get something in the paper. That's right. We We are in the 21st century. (laughs) And we have an illustrious Facebook page, the Trinity County News Standard. And we have two email addresses, grovetonews at gmail.com and Trinity standard at gmail.com email us or post your stuff on facebook and we will get it in right and if, if you're technologically challenged just consult your nearest 12 year old absolutely <laughs> yes so that's the update in trinity county so here in polk county our whole town is very excited because uh, the iconic Fane Theater down here next to the Enterprise offices has been bought by a couple that is operating, I believe it's three local businesses, and they are going to totally renovate the theater upstairs and downstairs, and we can all go to the movies right after we put the paper to bed again. So that will be super cool. We've got that on the front page of the Thursday edition of the Enterprise, and we desperately needed some good news because if you have not seen the Sunday paper. We did cover the accidental shooting of Hunter Williams, who's 17, and he was attending school in Big Sandy. And Hunter was a member of the state championship baseball team. Check out the story online. But because of an accidental discharge of a rifle, Hunter was killed and his funeral was Tuesday at the Big Sandy school. So that whole community is really struggling to come to terms with the loss of that wonderful young man. And all of our hearts go out to his family and classmates and teammates. And so it's just a complete tragedy. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of big news. In this week in Commissioner's Court, commissioners announced they are going to move forward with updating the radio communications. Nearly all of the first responders in Polk County use the Sheriff's Department's channel. Livingston PD and Corrigan PD have their own, but there's a lot of fire departments who use the county channel. But DPS and the constables use the Sheriff's Department channel. And back April, we were talking about uh, a shooting that a young man in South Polk County was shooting at uh, patrol deputy Josh Sanders and that particular area it's very hard to make your radio hit the repeater so Josh is trying and trying to call for help from his handheld and can't get anybody so he ultimately has to kind of duck behind his patrol unit and call the dispatch on his personal cell phone and it's, he's got it on speaker laying up on the hood of the car because I've seen the video of this shooting and it's horrifying because I've known Josh since the day he was born. He is returning fire, keeping an eye on all of the civilians to help create a distraction so they can get away from this guy and talking to the dispatcher on the phone screaming for help. So that's another instance where it's an expense, but how do you equate that with someone's life? So that was one thing. Corrigan approved a mutual aid agreement. Processes to have fire departments work together used to be kind of a gentleman's agreement reduced to writing that if Corrigan was burning up real bad, Livingston would run up there and help. Mm -hmm. Um, On Alaska and Scenic Loop come and help Livingston on big fires a lot, but each of the entities are kind of working through and setting up new contracts to comply with some changes in state law. We had the Polk County Youth Rodeo last week, so we will have all of the results and winners in the upcoming Sunday edition. And then moving over to beautiful 
San Jacinto County. San Jack County. What's yeah. happening there, Valerie? I'm going to tell you in one minute <laughs> <laughs> when I make the iPad work again, <laughs> because I know better than to... Do y'all have that problem that once you send it, push the button to send the paper to press, you almost forget what was in it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's weird the way that happens. It's almost a divide from, you know, having hard copies in front of me and all my notes and everything and having it all up here and all that being this one unit versus <laughs> having it on the actual news page and, and sending yeah. it off. It's a, it, it almost puts a, a layer of division there and, and almost like kind well, of a eraser in some ways. One of my favorite expressions for how to describe our business is it is, and I can say I'm the one at this table that can say, it is like having a baby at one night, waking up the next morning and you're pregnant again. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> That's a feeling y'all don't know. Right, but, right. But yeah. uh, it, it's just relentless. So it seems like I now have this unconscious effort to kind of sweep. Once it's in print, I sweep out that edition. And if somebody asks me a question about that issue, but a lot of times I can't tell you what things were in the Sunday paper and what was in the Thursday paper. But in San Jacinto County's paper, commissioners okayed spending $25,000 on a, the DETCOG broadband study to help bring, I think it's each county that had uh, impact from Hurricane Harvey. Yes. Will get some mitigation things as they will help improve broadband in that community, which is great for anybody that's trying to juggle kids and finish a degree or anything like that. Well, another, you know, you were talking about hospitals and healthcare being attractive to potential employers. Having access to broadband internet is another big factor. Exactly. And it does have a healthcare feature because there's so much telemedicine going on. Oh, yeah. So those are all great things for a community and not helping any particular business. The commissioners over in San Jack also approve paying a special prosecutor. They're prosecuting a former deputy for some charges, and the district attorney, Robert Hill Trapp, has recused himself and they are going to use a special prosecutor that doesn't have a tie to the, to the sheriff's department. You can check out what is happening at Christmas in July in Cold Spring this Saturday. So my partners that help with the San Jacinto County paper are going to be out there with a booth on the square. So come by and meet Diana and Patsy are going to be there and they can tell you everything you need to know about the News Times. I will try to be out there, but basically if, if there is fire, flood, or famine between now and then, I will have to go do that. So I'm not committed to sitting at the booth, but I may see you out there. If everybody behaves, I'll see you out there. <laughs> if everybody behaves. So. If we so, all behave. Yeah. Nobody fire any of your guns or right. set fire to anything. Right. So. Just let's let's put the guns up. It's not deer season or quail season. Go fishing instead of hunting. Here you go. Cast some lines into the water and see what comes yeah. up. Reel it out and cast it. There Reel it go. out and cast it. What else? Well, speak of bodies of water. Lake B.A. Steinhagen, which is between... Say that again? (laughs) Lake Lake B.A. Steinhagen. That sounds like a gastrointestinal (laughs) issue. You know, it kind of (laughs) is. Very named after some German doctor or something. Right. Jawohl, Frau Bucher. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Lake Steinhagen, which, uh, you know, most people think of as Dam B, which is located between Woodville and Jasper, which is actually part in Tyler County and partially in Jasper County. The dam over there is being shut down for some repairs and so the level of the lake has gone down drastically um, Mm -hmm. in order to do these repairs and according to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers who put out a news release about this last Thursday they were going to start work on it this week and they hope to have everything done in the lake level back up sometime in August optimistically but factors being what they are it will probably be closed Labor Day weekend so Mm. uh, 
anybody planning that's to nice of to, them to do it right i guess you got to do construction in the summer but yeah yeah you know <laughs> during the day too back in the day i would have been pissed for you keeping me from water skiing oh i know right back in the day i used to hit up the water a lot to fish not to ski or anything but you know just been years but uh that's a that's a beautiful lake and, it really and is that it's... dam has been due for some repairs for quite some time from what i understand i wish they'd repaint that bridge or do something with it man <laughs> that thing is looking really long in the teeth they widened it but the, the yeah uh, it needs a little cut it needs a facelift a little bit yeah all right <laughs> tlc well a couple of things we have took in for sunday if you you need to haul over to the county enterprise facebook page we just did our first edition live video where we delivered the paper to Livingston ISD admin office and we visited with Superintendent Brett Hawkins and that was great fun. So if you want to do one of those, contact the editor in your area and they will get you booked on a date. For obvious reasons, we only do those on Wednesdays because that's when the print edition is coming out. We have to wait for the truck to get here to record it. But anyway, you can contact Chris, Jason, or myself and we will hook you up. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Mm -hmm. We are here for y'all. We're also working on a, a story that affects all of our communities, the big pill-popping scandal that's affecting TDCJ. They have so far arrested a former TDC employee who is the mother-in-law to the regional director, and his wife has another high administrative position. They have both parted ways with TDC in that inspector general's investigation, and there are more to come because when the person who has been charged for actually delivering the—we just talked about it before— before we pushed record, what's what drug? The Adderall, Adderall and Oxycodone. Oxycontin was the yes, one, and she basically threw everyone else under the bus. So there mm. are more arrests, and the investigation is still in the early stages. It's been going on since June, I believe. The mother-in-law was arrested and bonded out in June. The former director has not been implicated so far, but I heard from a unnamed source that he was not excited about being put on administrative leave while the investigation went forward. So his reaction to that prompted the number two guy in TDC to fire him on the spot. Mm. So it's right in the wake of their other controversy about burning records. It's it's not going well at TDC today. No. So we'll have a little wrap up on that and talk about what else and who else might be getting to dif- experience the other side of the bars for a minute. And on a happier note, um, <laughs> volleyball <laughs> practice starts next week for area volleyball teams. Right. Oh, hey. Most of them are scrimmaging that first week of August. So uh, When does football practice start? August 5th. So it's coming. Oh, yeah. Does it still matter whether or not you have mini camp? Does that affect the dates for some of our schools? Um, um, if you do that spring training? Well, well, spring football is only available for 6A and 5A schools. And since okay. Livingston is now 4A, okay. all of our schools are yeah. ineligible for spring practice. Okay. So we have two a day starting. We'll have band camp starting. Uh, Livingston cheerleaders did well at their camp. So and Trinity ca- cheerleaders did well. Good. Great. Good. Did they go to SAM or SFA? I believe they went to SFA. Okay. I'll have to double check. Okay. So catch up on all the news, all of that that in our print edition or our digital edition. If you subscribe to the e-edition, you do get a jump start on knowing everything before your neighbors do. First thing Wednesday morning. That's every right. Week. Bright and early. Bright and early. So plenty of stuff going on, even though school's out. We will be back to give you more next Friday. Or if something dramatic happens, we might just bust out the recorder and go live. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.